Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. No one knows who first put a piece of cloth on a pole to catch the wind. But the practice of using the power of the wind to move a boat has been used for thousands of years by many different cultures. Some believe that the use of wind to move boats may have started on the Nile River along the vast empire of the Egyptians. The Nile River flowed north, while the prevailing winds blew south, allowing reliable transport of goods and people in both directions. It was wind power that allowed the grain ships to feed the city of Rome for 300 years. It was sailing ships powered by the wind that allowed the Chinese to build the world's largest economy for hundreds of years, and it was sailing ships that crossed the oceans for exploration, for trade, for transport, fishing, and even warfare. But effectively sailing a boat is a skill and an art. The speed of the wind, the direction of the wind, the size and shape of the sails, and the set of the runner convert the breeze into a force that can move a ship weighing more than 100 tons. But it will only move the ship in the right direction if the sailors know what they are doing and where they want to go. Because the wind and the direction of the currents are always changing, the sailors must constantly adjust the sails and rudder to keep the ship on course. They must be aware of the changing conditions and match their actions to the needs of the course to be followed or they will never arrive at their destination. We have been talking about the need for direction and guidance and understanding and following the word and the desire of God. Yes, it is the desire of God. In Paul's first letter to Timothy, he gives instructions on how the believers should interact with the governments and government officials around them. Paul writes, First of all, when I urge that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But before we discuss this idea of the desire of God, we need to lay some foundation for Paul's letter. The teacher we know of as Timothy is mentioned a number of times in the early history of the Christian believers written by Luke. Because both men traveled with the Apostle Paul, they knew each other well. Timothy was trained by Paul to go to different places and spread the message of Jesus. The letters written by Paul to Timothy address issues and instructions that Timothy should teach the believers about how they should act. Paul tells Timothy, Command and teach these things. Paul sent Timothy to teach about Jesus and the hope of heaven. Part of that was to give a framework of what being a believer should look like. Command is a strong word for a strong concept. This was not a freeform general concept of worship, but a clear understanding and guideline for how these new believers should act and that Timothy be very deliberate about teaching these things. Paul states at the beginning of this book, but the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. The book of 1 Timothy is filled with these 
instructions and directions. There is specific structure given to choosing the leadership of the local group. There are specifics about how and when the collective treasury should be spent and how to address some of those that were spreading rumors and false information. This letter was not just used by Timothy, but was circulated among the individual groups for their learning as well. But it is the understanding that to get to the desired destination, we have to learn to navigate the spiritual and moral lives as well as how to get along with one another. And the only way to do that is to follow the instructions given by Paul to Timothy. Think again about the sailors working with wind and the currents. To have a boat move in a particular direction or to a destination, the set of the sails combined with the correct rudder angle is required. The knowledge of how to achieve that desired configuration is fundamental to being a sailor on a wind-powered vessel. The knowledge is taught to the new sailor, beginning with the most basic terms and actions. But to venture out into the vast ocean, the new sailor must progress past basic knowledge and continue to learn and to grow. How should they react when the wind dies down? What should they do when a strong storm approaches? In the age of sail, an able-bodied seaman might take years to learn the trade of keeping the ship and crew safe and moving in the right direction. Then there is the challenge of directing others to perform these tasks so that everyone on board is safe and correcting them when they are not. With each task and responsibility would come more tasks and more responsibility to the shipmaster. With each storm or successful voyage, they would grow in confidence as well as in knowledge. Let's go back to the earlier verse. Paul instructs Timothy to teach the believers to pray for all people and specifically mentions the king and officials around them. This is not something that would have been easy, seeing as many of these rulers and kings were arresting and killing the believers when they were found. But just because the believers might be inclined to curse the rulers because of the violence, Paul commands them to pray for them and ask God for a blessing for the rulers and the kings. This is where we can see the impact of the next statement when he says, This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We are given an insight into the mind and the passion of God. Three words are used here to describe this passion. They are good, pleasing, and desire. To follow the instructions and commands means that it is good, that it is pleasing to God, and that it is a part of the fulfillment of the desire of God. The ultimate expression of that desire is for the people to have hope and to be rescued from sin. But there is another component here as well. Knowledge is something that is necessary for the desire of God to be fulfilled. If we do not know what is good and what is pleasing, we will not fulfill that desire. They had to redirect their lives, similar to changing the direction of a ship towards the safety and the reward of God. There was much to learn, and it began with the most basic elements of the love of God. Later challenges must be faced, like the storms on the sea, 
and overcoming those challenges with the knowledge that they acquired. Think about the first time a new sailor faces the power of a storm. Instead of trying to hide, they were commanded to do what they needed to do so that everyone would be safe. There were things that the early believers faced that would have caused a great deal of fear. But the actions and attitudes were being reshaped by the knowledge of God of heaven. For the believer, instead of reacting in fear and hatred when the king and governors arrested and killed their friends, Paul tells them to pray for those same kings and governors. Like the sailors in the storm, they are challenged with doing something that is desired by God. But this principle of listening to the instructions, learning what to do, and then following those instructions is key to applying all of the Bible story to our lives. It is the story of love and compassion and hope. Remember the verse from the beginning of 1 Timothy when he wrote, But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Words like command, instruction, and knowledge do not mean love has somehow taken a back seat. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. To be a sincere believer means to love Jesus and expressing that by following the instructions given through his word. If we do not know how to sail, the boat will veer off course and we will never find a safe harbor. If we do not know the wisdom and commands of God for the believer, we will never get to the destination, the place in heaven with God. We must learn and follow even when it gets hard. We must learn to sail our boat according to what has been commanded. Are you ready to raise the sails and learn the ways of God? Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.